the blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, where two challengers go head-to-head in nostalgic trivia, seeing who can win the duel of the decades. I'm Adam. I'm John. And today we have got, uh, I want to say historic battle for you, because this is our first time bringing two winners back to see who is uh, the ultimate winner, if you will. Um, We have got Jonathan Oakes and Benjamin Young of the, oh my god, I almost said of the Throwback (laughs) Trivia (laughs) Takedown. We have got... We're taking over! <laughs> yeah, if only. Uh, Jonathan Oaks and Benjamin Young of Trivial Warfare. Um, please say hi. Benjamin, how about you start us off? Good evening, everybody. How's it going? Um, I'm glad to be back. Um, I eked out a win last time. I don't think I'll be so lucky this time, but we'll see what happens. All right. Jonathan, please tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Uh, I am glad to be here. My name is Jonathan Oaks. I'm responsible for a ton of podcasts in the Oaks Media Group. And uh, Ben, I am ready for a throwdown showdown. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, yeah, we're excited for this one. You two are uh, part of our inspiration of wanting to do trivia as well because we both are huge fans of Trivial Warfare. So um, we're really excited to have you two on or excited to have all of the hosts, uh, you know, all the main hosts from the original or the OG show on. And so uh, excited to see who comes out on top. John, who do you think is going to win? Don't throw me under the bus like that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just I wondered just what he was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> say. Who will you disrespect? All right. Well, uh, let's go over the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are... Movies. Music. Television. Video games. Sports. News and politics. Fashion. Technology. Slang. And food. Round two consists of the same ten categories, but this time, your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, well, before we go into the actual episode, uh, you know, I want to get to know a little bit more about y'all. So how about you tell me your favorite nostalgic Christmas movie? Ooh. Um, Jonathan, you, you can go first if you want. You know, mine, I love Christmas Vacation, but honestly, I think Home Alone is my favorite. Now, now, let me let me say this with a caveat. <laughs> let me say this with a caveat. It's Die Hard, all right? <laughs> Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. But if somebody wants to argue that, then I would switch to Home Alone for the purposes of that argument. You, you won't get any uh, argument from us. 
No way. <laughs> we actually have Die Hard planned as our uh, Christmas movie to do on our other podcast. Nice. We're, we're excited about it. All right, Ben, what about you? Um, you know, I wasn't big on movies growing up, but the one um, tradition that I inherited from my in-laws is a Christmas story. That just they would just run that nonstop on Christmas Day, and uh, I don't know. That's become like a nostalgic thing. That and a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, those are two mm-hmm. really big ones that uh, that just bring back the memories for me. Oh, that's a tough choice. <laughs> Originally, Die Hard was going to be like the thing, but Christmas Story is probably my favorite, like nostalgic Christmas uh, yeah. movie. So you know what, Ben? Ben, you get to go first. <laughs> okay. Round one. So, Ben, how about you pick your category to start us off? Um, let's start with sports. Sports. All right. And your decade is going to be the 90s. Okay. Jerry Rice compiled the most receiving yards of any wide receivers during the 90s. With 10,872, what five-time Pro Bowl star was number two? Oh, five-time well, I wasn't ready for that. Two. Number two <laughs> no. yards. Throughout the entire 90s. Yards. I'm going to go with Michael Irvin. That's good. You got the hint. A star. Because nice. he played for the Cowboys. Oh, Michael okay. Irvin is correct. All right. Man, that's impressive, bro. I had a couple to choose from. I chose right. Yep. All right. Sports is off the table for this round. Jonathan, what would you like? Out of the categories, the only one that I really wanted to take away from Ben was sport <laughs> so so now the rest of these i'm just gonna try and play to my own strengths as much as possible i think um i don't have any strengths so that's a problem i'm guess i'm gonna go with um i'll try technology technology it is all right and your decade is the 80s in 1984 epson released the et10 which was a pocket-sized television with the first full-color pocket LCD screen. What does LCD stand for? Oh, I know what LED stands for. I wonder if the C is the only difference. Oh, <laughs> I'm making up. I'm making up acronyms <laughs> in my head. Lithium carbon carbon dating. <laughs> 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 Uh, so LED is light emitting diode, I think. LCD. CRT is cathode ray tube. LCD fits in the middle of these two technologies. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have no answer. All right. No answer. Ben, you get a chance to steal this one. I think it's liquid crystal display. You think correctly, sir. Whoa. It is liquid Whoa. <laughs> ben, that's, that's impressive. Thank you, sir. Taking the lead. All right. And it's uh, your turn, Ben, to pick a category for yourself. Um, let's go with food and love. <laughs> food and love. All right. Updating the categories. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. All right. What influential chef made waves when she pioneered California cuisine in 1971 with the opening of Chez Panisse in Berkeley, California? Can you spell Panisse? I can. P-A-N-I-S-S-E. I think it, it's probably French, and I don't know if I'm saying that correct. John, you're kind of much more the culinary man. Is that correct? Panisse, yes. That's correct. Ah, sweet. 1971, you said? Yes, sir. 
I've actually eaten at this restaurant before. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with Julia Child. Julia Child is incorrect. Jonathan, you get a chance to steal. Well, that was going to be my steal answer. French cuisine. All right. California cuisine. is California the... French restaurant. Female. I got nothing. I'm going with Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> I would eat at any restaurant Mrs. Butterworth uh, Damn right. yeah, opens up. Oh, it might be Mrs. Winters. <laughs> fried chicken. It is the uh, influential chef Alice Waters. Alice Waters. Yeah, no, so, no. Never heard of it. Fair enough. Uh, all right. No one takes that one. Jonathan, it is your chance. I will go with television. Television. All right. And your decade is the 80s. What show running from 1988 to 1992 initially starred John Hames Newton for season one, then Gerard Christopher for the remaining run of the show's titular DC Comics character? Um, I think there was a series focused on The Flash, so I'm going to say f- The Flash. The Flash is incorrect. Damn it. Crap. Ben, you do get a chance to steal. I, there was a Flash show back in the early yeah, 90s. There was. You're not wrong. <laughs> you want, the But name, there happened to be another one. You want the name of the character? Can the you, character, can, it's a, it was a titular character, so also the name of the show. And you're saying that those people that you named played that character in the show? Yes, sir. So we will, okay. Crap. Hmm. So it's probably going to be. You could always guess Flash again. <laughs> It will be an eponymous character, 88 to 92, DC. It's not going to be Lois and Clark. There must be some show that was on cable that I don't know about. Um, I'm going to go with the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern is incorrect. Close. There was a a short-lived show in syndication called Superboy, or The Adventures of Superboy. Really? Not many people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, not super well-seen, but it lasted for four years or uh Three seasons, I think it was. There four, yeah, four seasons. So okay. popular enough, but not popular enough for you guys no. to know it. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm really disappointed in that one. I thought I might have some points coming my way. I'm getting shut out. Flash was an early 90s um, uh, DC show. Uh, who, John, do you remember who the guy who starred in it? Uh, some I, I know guy. what he looks like. I just couldn't tell you what his name is. Yeah, some old guy. All I'm right. Let's put uh, him on the spot like that again. This is a trend. <laughs> Well, John, I think John knows about that one. He likes DC and he likes comics probably a little bit more than I do recently. So anyway, Ben, it's your chance to uh, take a further lead because Jonathan can't even get on the board. Nope. Um, I'm going to go with music. All right. Music. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. You Light Up My Life topped the Billboard Hot 100 for 10 straight weeks in 1977, which is the longest any song stayed at number one in the 70s. It was the artist's only top 40 hit, and the song also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song from the movie of the same name. Who sang this song? You said, okay, repeat the second part of that about the award. You light up my life. Oh, it's terrible, but that's your extra little <laughs> something. <Okay. laughs> All right. Nate, do the second half of that. Ten, after yes, 10 of course. Weeks. It was the artist's only top 40 hit and also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song from the movie of the same name. Ben, I think it's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you know he got into music. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he did. You Light Up My Life, 1977. Um, Best Original Song. 
She parties I want to go with uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? It would be You Light Up My Life if it's the right. Yes, age. the name of that movie is. <laughs> oh, you said. Oh, exactly. the name of the movie is You Light Up My Life. Is yes, yes. You want the song. artist's name? I want the yes. artist's name. Oh, Captain Antonio. Captain Antonio is incorrect. <laughs> Jonathan, you get a chance to steal. I don't know. I'm. I. I don't have any idea. I. <sighs> Did you say that it won the Academy Award for the movie? It did. It won uh, won the Academy Award for Best Original Song from the, the movie. movie of the same name. I mean, names like Streisand and Midler come to me, but I think Midler probably had a... You said there was only top 40 for this person? This artist's only yeah. top 40 hit. Midler had Wind Beneath My Wings. Streisand had a bunch of stuff, so I don't think it's either of those. And that leans me towards maybe like a Dion Warwick. But if it was Dion Warwick, I would think Ben would know it because that's kind of in his wheelhouse. I just don't know. I'm going to guess Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick is incorrect. All right. We are not hitting y'all's uh, nostalgic roads right now. This is uh, Debbie Boone. Debbie Boone, one hit wonder from the mm. 70s. Okay. All right. Okay. The dice are just not rolling in their favor. Yeah, not yet. But luckily we have a round two, so they'll get uh, more chances at these same categories. Uh, Jonathan, is that correct? Is that right? We're on his, his yep. call? Yeah. Okay. I'll try movies. Movies. And your decade is the 80s. Charlie B. Barkin is the main character in what 1989 Don Bluth animated film? The main character, Don Bluth. Damn it. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven is correct. Ah! Jonathan is on the board. Great job. Great job. <laughs> I was stuck on Oliver and Company, and I'm like, it can't be Oliver and Company because the main character's name is Oliver. It's <laughs> <laughs> correct. Oh, all right, Ben, your turn for your category. Uh, let's go video games. Ah. Video games, and your decade is 90s. Okay. Name this character who made his first appearance as a villain in the 1992 Game Boy game Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins, where he captured Mario's castle. Is that Wario? That is Wario. Uh, Good yes. job. Yeah. That's what I would have said too, Ben. All right. Uh, Jonathan, what category would you like? I will try Slang. Slang and your decade is the 90s. Hated it was a popular repeated catchphrase from the sketch Men on Film from what comedy TV show? Uh, in Living Color. In Living Color is correct. Those two guys were awesome. Damon Wayans and uh, David mm. Allen Greer. Like Men on Film That's is a beautiful pairing. Yes. All right, Ben, your turn. Uh, well, I'm not definitely not doing fashion, so let's do uh, news and <laughs> politics. All right. Leave in fashion for Jonathan. So, all right, news and politics, and your decade is the 80s. All right. Spilling 11 million gallons of crude oil into Prince William Sound, what tanker struck a reef in 1989, causing the largest single oil spill at the time? Is that the uh, Exxon Valdez? <sighs> at Jonathan's groan, yes, it is the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> ben, you've already gotten four questions right in this one round, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not appreciating this performance <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry. Well, 
Maybe you can make up some ground, Jonathan. Uh, here's fashion for fashion, you. Fashion, my speciality. <laughs> and your decade is the 90s. In 1994, the semi-premium apparel company State O'Main changed its name to this, which in Italian means seamanship. I can't talk out loud. I can't like talk through what I'm thinking because it gives Ben clues to... Um, you can mute yourself. You know, True. that is a thought. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Feel free. No, it's all right. If I had more of an idea. Could you read the question again? In 1994, the semi-premium apparel company State O'Main changed its name to this, which in Italian means seamanship. I'm going to guess Nautica. Nautica is correct. Wow. Yes. Great pull. That's a great pull no. right there. I was stuck on Lacoste, and I'm like, it's the alligator, and it's French, and it's not going to be right. I need a boat. What has a boat? And then it hit me. It's like, oh, oh maybe yes. it's Nautica. There we go. All right, that's the end of round one. John, could you please give us a score update? All right, right now, Ben is in the lead, 40 to 30. 40 to 30. Okay. All right, uh, let's get on with round two. Round two. And a reminder, you are picking for... The other person in this round, uh, since Ben started the last one, Jonathan, you get to start by picking for Ben here. Fashion. <laughs> Fashion. Of course. <laughs> of course. He avoided it the whole first round and literally said, well, I'm not doing fashion. I'm like, well, f- you aren't. <laughs> All right. And your decade is 80s. Okay. Name this type of necklace or chain popular in 80s hip hop community that looks like a gold braided rope. I don't think it had anything to do with Green Day, though. Gold braided rope? Mm-hmm. Can you repeat, please? Name this type of necklace or chain popular in 80s hip-hop community that looked like a gold braided rope. I don't think it had anything to do with Green Day, though. Gold braided rope. Green Day. There's only one word in my mind right now, and I don't think it's right, but I have to say it. I'm going to guess Dookie. Damn it. That's that. Dookie chain <laughs> or dookie rope is correct. God, Ben, you're pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> oh. Hey, you picked the category, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really thought I was going to have a good shot at a steal on that. I didn't know that was the mm-hmm. answer, but it felt like it was. All right, Ben, you get a pick for Jonathan. Um, Let's go with sports. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Sports and your decade is the 80s. No baseball, no baseball, no baseball. <laughs> in 1986, with his team up three games to two in the World Series. Damn it. <laughs> Bill Buckner made an error on a simple routine play, which allowed the opposing team, the New York Mets, to score and win, tying the series three games to each. The Mets went on to win the seventh game and take the World Series. What team did Bill Buckner play for? I can't believe you're asking me a Boston <laughs> Red Sox question, dude. Of all the things. Uh, it just I, how it landed. You got I'm like sorry. five words into it. I'm like, this is going to be the damn Red Sox. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. But yes, it is the Boston Red Sox. I'm sorry. It's just how it landed. The dice <laughs> gave it to you. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, all right, Jonathan, you get a pick for Ben. Uh, ben, you're going to take slang. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. 
Name this popular term used to describe policies that called for widespread tax cuts, decreased social spending, increased military spending, and the deregulation of domestic markets in the 80s. Give it to me one more time. Name this popular term used to describe policies that called for widespread tax cuts, decreased social spending, increased military spending, and the deregulation of domestic markets. I'm going to go with Reaganomics. Reaganomics is correct. Yes. I would uh, also have accepted voodoo economics. That's what um, George Bush Sr. or the George, yeah, George H.W. Bush called it back in the day. But yes, Reaganomics is correct. Ben, you are, you're doing great, brother. I mean, Thanks. great. Thanks. I don't know. I really don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> I, really I mean, you're, you're locking me out right now. You're not allowing me to tie it up. Yeah, you can continue that if you choose a poor category for Jonathan, Ben. Um, let's go news and politics. All right, news and politics. And your decade is the 70s. Oh, boy. Name the first openly gay elected official in the history of California. He was assassinated in 1978 and had an Oscar-winning biopic released in 2008. Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk is correct. Okay. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. All right, Jonathan. <laughs> Your turn. Ben, you're getting uh, you're getting food. All right, getting food. Give me some love too. Uh, decade is the nineties. All right. Originally invented in Taiwan in 1975, this sour candy was first imported to the U.S. in 1993 and was marketed for the extreme crowd. Sour candy, you said? Yes, sir. Um, sour patch, sour patch kids. Sour Patch Kids is incorrect. Jonathan, you get a chance to steal. I'm hoping this is right. When I was a teenager in high school, I was in high school from 91 to 95. And I remember one night my father brought home a candy that we all tried and it made us all pucker our faces up and we spent the whole night laughing at each other. And those were Warheads. So my guess is Warheads. Warheads is correct. I remember being on the bus. It was a whole big thing of, you know, who could not pucker the longest. And I remember the, like the black ones were, were the most sour. Oh, those things were awful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Jonathan or uh, Ben. Now you got to pick for Jonathan. Great. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, let's go video games, video games. And your decade is the seventies in 1976. Auto Race, the world's first handheld electronic toy, was released by what toy company giant? That's all I get, huh? I had more, but I thought it might be too easy with it. I can. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're, I was we're trying to modifying make it a little bit harder. the questions as we go. Yeah, well, you well, just this one. You guys were like making a lot of questions, so I wasn't sure if this. All right, I'll, I'll get it's fair because I wrote the whole dang thing, so. In 1976, Auto Race, the world's first handheld electronic toy, was released by what toy company giant? The toy company's name came from a portmanteau of its founders, Harold Matson and Elliot Handler. What were the names again? Harold Matson and Elliot Handler. Metzen, M-E-T-Z-E-N? M-A-T-S-O-N. And what was the other name? Elliot Handler. I'm going to go with Mattel. Mattel is correct. Oh boy! <laughs> Good job. That was not as easy as you think it was, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you got it. Good job. 
and now you get a pick for Ben. Uh, left we have technology, TV, music, and movies. Uh, ben, you're getting technology. All right. And Ben, you're getting 70s. In 1976, JVC's VHS weighed a videotape format war as the primary recording and video device against this rival made by Sony that came out a year earlier. Um, I'm going with Beta. I need you to be more specific. Betamax. Betamax is correct. Okay. Not to be confused with Baymax. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could do a Baymax imitation, but I can't think of anything he says. What's Baymax from? Uh, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. Oh, see, I'm the big fluffy white dude. I've never seen Big Hero Big Hero Six. It's, it, it's on my my really blind good. Spot. It's really it is good. good. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, uh, Ben, your pick for Jonathan. Um, let's go music. All right, go on music. And Jonathan's decade is the '80s. Who's saying De party Sol- all the time? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if only. De La Soul hit number one in the U.S. dance chart in April 1989 with this pronoun-filled song. That's the whole thing? That's the whole thing. I'll say it again. De La Soul hit number one on the U.S. dance chart in April 1989 with this pronoun-filled song. I was never a De La Soul guy. I'm sorry for you because they're awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say he, she, it. He, she, it is incorrect. Ah, well. Ben, you get a chance to steal. Song was sampled from a Parliament song, I believe. Uh, song is Me, Myself, and I. Mm. Me, Myself, and I is correct. Nice, Ben. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Jonathan, you get a pick for Ben, either movies or TV. Uh, ben is going to go with TV. Okay. And his decade is the 70s. You would only assume that Mary Tyler Moore's character on the Mary Tyler Moore show would be, well, Mary Tyler Moore. Her first name was Mary, but her character's last name was this. (laughs) Oh, boy. I got to come up with a really good guess because I do not know. I'm going to go with Madison. Madison is incorrect. Jonathan, you get a chance to steal. I don't know either. I'm going to guess Ingle. Ingle is incorrect. But, you know, no one seems to remember her last name, and they just called her Mary Tyler. But she was Mary Richards on that show. Okay. Right. No one seems to. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's not like, oh, no. I, I Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the generation before me, honestly. Yeah. I caught, uh, a, I caught up with Ted Knight on uh, Too Close for Comfort. That was more mm. the generation of TV I grew up with. Okay, Ben, that leaves you. With movies. No, that leaves me with movies. No, no, no yeah. Jonathan with movies. Not Jonathan with movies. Same thing. Jonathan <laughs> that leaves you with movies. Exactly what I said. Uh, and, and Jonathan, your decade is the 90s. In the 1990 movie Tremors, hideous underground creatures attack what fictional Nevada town that is also the name of a game created by Milton Bradley in 1973? Damn it. Oh, I, I've seen that movie more than once. Reba McIntyre and Michael Gross and Kevin Bacon. What was the name of the town? A board game. Milton Bradley. The one I'm leaning towards off the bat would be Trouble. Concentration. Um, 
life categories taboo (laughs) (laughs) trivial pursuit um i cannot remember the name of the town i'm going to guess trouble trouble is incorrect god bless it ben you get a chance to take it milton bradley 1973 1973 i'm gonna go with life life is also incorrect that poor town that was uh, taken over by Tremors was the town of Perfection. Perfection, Perfection. Nevada. Perfection. Oh, man. I did not maintain the tie. <laughs> no. You put the little shapes in the different things before it blows up on you. That's I was the, visualizing it, but I didn't remember the name of it. Uh, all right. John, could you please give us a score update as we just ended round two? All right. Going into the final round, uh, Ben has a slight lead with 80 to Jonathan's 70. Okay. Ben loves all right. it, but Ben is down with your format, bro. This is his kind of <laughs> trivia game right here. It's a great job, man. Thanks. All right. Let's get into the final round. Final round. And uh, gentlemen, you'll need to write down your wagers. For the category that is Billboard number ones through the decades. You said it's 80 to 70? 80 to 70. Ben has 80. And we can bet all all of our points if we want to? You can, sir. My wager's locked in. My wager's locked in. All right. Here is your question in Billboard number ones through the decades. The 70s, 80s, and 90s gave us some of the greatest music in history. I want you to tell me which group or artist had the most cumulative weeks at number one per decade. And I've got some hints. In the 70s, it was a group, specifically a trio, that had 27 weeks at number one. In the 80s, it was a male solo artist who had 27 weeks at number one. And in the 90s, it was a female solo artist who had 60 weeks at number one. While Jonathan and Ben think about their answers, I just wanted to take this time to remind you all to like, rate, and review this podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Uh, Please share it with your friends. We're a new podcast. You know, we want to try and get out there into the trivia community. Um, We hope you guys are liking what we are putting out. So, uh, you know, please, you know, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear about it. And, you know, if you guys are so inclined, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash throwback trivia takedown. Thank you so much. And back to the show. All right, I'm going to lock in. God. I'm going to go ahead and tell Jonathan good game in advance. I know I lost this, so but uh, uh. <laughs> my answers are locked in. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. My uh, extra hint for 80s, uh, Eddie Murphy was not the answer for <laughs> that one. Oh, <laughs> Just, oh crap. Okay, Sorry. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no, okay. Uh, all right, Jonathan, as you were behind, how about you give us your answer for your 70s, 80s, and 90s most cumulative number one hits? Before you gave the clues, I was already leaning in this direction. Um, I'm hoping Saturday Night Fever was uh, super hot for just long enough, and I went with the Bee Gees for the 70s. I went with Michael Jackson for the 80s, and I went with Mariah Carey for the 90s. Oh, man. All right, Ben, and what were your answers? (sighs) Okay, 70s, I went Bee Gees, my favorite group of all time. 80s, of course, Michael Jackson. 
Um, 90s, I couldn't pull Mariah Carey, so I went Madonna. Madonna, okay. All right, gentlemen. In the 70s, the trio who had 27 weeks, had the most throughout that decade, was the Bee Gees. The 80s, male solo artist, of course, the king of pop. And the 90s, the female solo artist with 60 weeks throughout the 90s, Mariah Carey. (laughs) Woo! Man, I'm pumped. That feels good. (laughs) All right, uh, Jonathan, you pulled out that answer. What uh, was your wager? My wager was 17. 17. And Ben, what's your wager? Um, my wager was negative 30, so I actually added my <laughs> score. Uh, yes. <laughs> my wager was nine. Nine, okay. All right, John, you do the math because I don't feel like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a score of 87 to 71, Jonathan is our winner. Congrats. Woo! Well done. Came from behind. Good and game, th- Ben. Good game. That was not the crushing that Ben thought it was going to be. Man, I'm glad you didn't pull Mariah game. Carey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> God, it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it. Could, you literally could go Janet Jackson, Madonna, Mariah Carey, maybe Whitney. Like, there were some big ones in the 90s. Mariah but. has the record for the most number ones, and that's what led me to to Mariah. Uh. She released like nine albums in that decade. So Yeah. I mean, for, yeah. She was there from beginning to end, making hits the whole way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had a song um, that she shared with uh, Boys to Men that stayed at the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. One Sweet Day, I think, right? Yes, yeah, it was it was huge. So, all right, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I had a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a fantastic battle of two previous champions. So, uh, we really appreciate it. Ben, how about uh, you start off? Anything else that you want to mention or talk about before we head out? Um, same thing I brought up before. Um, the world is in need of love right now. So, I would just encourage everyone to. Just do a random act of kindness and, and be nice to each other. And party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Jonathan, all right, how about you? Uh, well, obviously, I want to echo what Ben is saying. I also want to encourage you guys to check out the work we're doing over at Trivial Warfare or any of uh, the Oaks Media Group podcasts. And honestly, whether you're listening to ours or somebody else's, If you're getting enjoyment from a podcast or podcasts during this time when we're all spending a little bit more time at home, be sure to share them with your friends. For example, if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. That's how people who are doing the shows uh, understand that they're appreciated. It makes them feel good about what they're doing, and it makes them more likely to keep doing it. Fantastically said. I couldn't echo any further. Um, Everything the Oaks Media Group puts out, I listen to. I know John does as well. We're both big fans. We're both Patrons, we believe what Jonathan and Ben and ever and everyone over there is putting out because it's fantastic content. So make sure you guys check it out, and uh, you know, make sure you're you're nicer to everybody, especially you, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking for the manager. Yeah. <laughs> Just go home with your groceries. <laughs> and that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. 
please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.